Maybach music. Welcome everybody to another spectacular episode of Ramen Talk, the laid back corner of RNC Radio or in RNC Radio, I should say, where we have the opportunity to get away from our usual podcast, the usual areas that you hear us on throughout all the different channels on the RNC Radio feed. And we get to lay back a little bit and actually take a moment to enjoy some conversation that might be outside of our uh, weekly podcast. So as this being my first time, I would like to introduce myself. If you have been listening to RSPN, if you have been listening to I Am Not a Genius, I am my man MC, and I will be joining you with a very special guest this week as we are highly excited for tonight's verses between Rick Ross and 2 Chains. You will be able to hear it later on tonight at 8 o'clock, whether you do it on Instagram. I specifically, if if you are a little bit familiar with uh, the things that I love the most, I would highly suggest staying away from Instagram and getting into more of the Apple Music, Apple TV type of deal. But that's just me. Hopefully my guests will be able to agree with me as well. And I did let him know beforehand that this is going to be a big honor to be able to talk to him for not only his first ramen talk, but our first conversation on a podcast level as well. He is one of RNC's own, probably the earliest RNC member, I would say. One of Cincinnati's own. Well, not necessarily one of Cincinnati's own. A Cincinnati legend, I should say. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I work here. <laughs> As of right now, you can work here. You you can work here and still you can still be you can still be a legend. You can still be a legend and work there. But yeah, I work here, man. VA Plus is with me to be able to discuss our excitement of what is going down on versus tonight. Plus, how are you? Yo, MC, I'm I'm having I'm having a good time because tonight is going to be very interesting, man. I mean, everybody is kind of uh, I, I'm not gonna say everybody, but the majority is kind of going one way. If we can, you know, judge by the poll that we've seen on IG. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's going to be fun, man. I think it's going to be a good time tonight. I'm going to enjoy it. Checking versus Instagram page as of right now. They already set up a who you got. As of right now, as we're recording, Rick Ross is winning 71 to 29%. I'd say in the RNC feed, it's probably 90 to 10. But that's <laughs> not, isn't anything, that isn't anything too disrespectful to two chains i want to put that out there very specifically yes because i i I don't want to say that two chains catalog is is thin but up against ross there's it just seems like the the weight you know no pun intended of ross catalog is just you know (laughs) it's it it kind of rather large weighs tits man i'm sorry now usually on these episodes of ramen talk these normally started between myself, Johnny Five, Cyrus on PlayStation, where we would do uh, J5 would always get a bowl of ramen <laughs> as we would play WWE 2K19 and we would jump in and have conversations about it. It's usually on a Friday, Friday evening, Friday night, maybe a little bit of a Saturday action. And we'd have some conversations that would be relaxing to us. Unfortunately for me, I have not stayed within the tradition of ramen talk. I do not have a bowl of ramen with me. I ended up going with some smothered chicken, some rice, and some macaroni. Plus, what was your evening delicacy before we actually jumped on to do uh, this ramen talk? So I just went to this place, and you know, Cincinnati is like situated in what they call the other tri-state area, 
where it's like southwestern Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, northern Kentucky, and um, parts of Indiana as well. So I went to this one spot in northern Kentucky, Covington, called uh, Libby's Southern Comfort. I mean, it's a quick plug. You know, don't know anybody there, but hey, it's pretty good food. Um, just got, you know, half chicken, half bird, went classic. But it's so funny you- because it's like, it, it, it's like high-priced artisan fried chicken, but it's like, you know, in Virginia, it's, you could find that bird anywhere. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to lie. You can find so just a heads up, this might be the slowest Robin Talk episode as of right now because both of us seems like we're about to be Chappelle with the ribs right now. Oh, paralyzed. Paralyzed as we are going to try and talk about the discographies of Rick Ross, the discographies of 2 Chains as well. But before we actually do so, let me be able to explain why I said this is an honor to be able to have you on Plus. I kind of knew Plus before I knew Plus, and I didn't 100% know it until I was actually a member of RNC, and I kind of put two and two together. The one portion of the two that I put together is a mixtape that was very legendary to my teenage childhood. The Streets Are Us mixtape with Travis Porter and Waka Flocka Flame. Okay. Techniques plays Go Shorty Go, and he shouts you out at the beginning of Go Shorty Go. And I I don't know if anybody has the opportunity to do so. It's on. It's actually on Apple Music, and more than likely, it's on any of your streaming services as well. Because Travis Porter and Flocka usually do a good job of clearing their mixtapes and actually having them available to streaming right now. But if you go and play "Go Shorty Go," you're gonna hear Techniques yell "A plus, what it do." And it wasn't until I actually got into RNC and saw you, and I was like, "What? This is the A plus?" And I never knew it. I'm going to be so 100 right now about this. I'm going to keep it so funky. That might not have been like in reference to me because there's also that a wasn't DJ A+. Plus. There's also a DJ A-plus in Atlanta, okay? Oh, no. Let's let's back this up a little bit, right? And it's kind of weird because this month marks my 15th uh, anniversary with Radio 1. Mm. started working there when I was like 18 in 2005. And uh, in 2007, I get a call from my guy, Young Sab, at the time. He worked for Def Jam still. He's like, yo, are you uh, mixing on uh, HTA, which is the call letters for Hot 107.9 in Atlanta? Yeah. Nah, I mean, no. I'd love to, but no. I'm still at home in my hometown in Richmond, Virginia at the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, they they just hired this guy, DJ A+. A guy named A+. Oh, no. But I just want to let everybody know out there, I'm the original A plus in the company. The original A plus. All right, we all we're still gonna use it. I, no, I think no, I think, no, I think, I think take on, but I'm just saying, and I, I finally met him at uh, which is also like weirdly, you know, bringing this thing full circle. I met DJ A plus from Atlanta at MMG Weekend in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. DJ Drama Studios, Mean Street Studios, and we took a pic. And you know, it, it was it was funny because like, oh, it was like a Spider Man meme, you know? Yeah. So I'm com- I am com- I'm completely upset because I was getting ready to go down the line of I mean I know you know this lineage without being the DJ A plus <laughs> I was going to say you have seen remnants of Atlanta that many people have not had the opportunity to do so. Well, that first year in radio, man, 2005, I was still an intern actually. Like June or July, you know, was the release of Thug Motivation. It was last month, right? We just celebrated the 15th uh, year anniversary, right? So- yeah. I met Jeezy, and this is like like at the beginning, which also was kind of weird because like I had to go downstairs and get him, and he also got like ten people with him. But goes back to like you know television making everybody like look six feet five and you know way bigger than what they are. I was like, wow, I'm almost taller than Jeezy. I was like, (laughs) threw me off, like it completely threw me off. But 
Neither, like nonetheless, like it was dope meeting like guys like Jeezy and and I met Q-Tip like my first day as an intern, yo. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was like, okay, I'm never leaving here. I'm gonna stay here as long as I can keep me. How and, was that? Uh, was he was he an enjoyable? Was he an enjoyable uh, conversation? Yo, he was kind of cool. Like I didn't really talk to him much because I was like, you know, trying to be a fly on the wall, like not like talk Q-Tip's head off. But um, nah, I, you remember that song for the nasty he had with Buster? Yeah. So it's around the time like he was initially promoting the Renaissance, which didn't drop for like three more years until Obama was elected. I think it came like 2008. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like it was super cool to meet him. But yeah, it was like hella random. But I never stopped coming back to the station after that night. (laughs) Would you say that that interview, uh, Jeezy wise, was a little bit more of an enjoyable experience than the Gucci interview? Oh, infinitely. (laughs) Oh my god! If you want to talk about that for a second before we get into the discographies, like, sure. So I mean, it, it started to recirculate what, like maybe two, three years ago, on like you know, like the craziest interview. I think Five has it in his notes somewhere, and just and just pulls it up whenever it's uh, whenever it's referenced. <laughs> so like, it just started to pop up in these YouTube compilations of like crazy interviews ever, or whatever. But the whole thing happened because this happened on a Sunday, right, in Richmond back in 2010. And the Friday prior to that Sunday, Vibe Magazine had put out this uh, interview with Waka where for the first time ever, he detailed conflict with Gucci, how he didn't, you know, he hasn't spoken to Gucci in months and whatnot, and they weren't on the same page. So was that, trying to, uh, was that the time uh, Truth came out? Um, You said like, you said the, the Truth, the Gucci disc? Yeah, yeah. And this is like two or three years before that. This is like 2010. Oh, okay, okay. Like peak Waka. This is like hard in the paint. Uh, yeah, yeah. So... So me being an Uber Gucci stan, I did like a rookie move. And at this point, this is like five years into my career, but I was still part time <laughs> at the time. But I, this is the you know this is how much respect I had for Gucci. So I fucking show him a paper of what I'm about to talk about. No, oh, no. And like it has another walking situation. So he looks at me, he looks back at his man. Like, <laughs> and this is like seconds, seconds before we're going back on the air. And like as soon as I'm turning the mic on, he gets up from the chair that everybody you know saw in the video. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell was that? And like, I'm on. Oh the yeah, air. No. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I'm on the air, like scrambling. I think I, I said like 12 words and put another song on and like try to figure out what just happened. Well, for the most part, I would say LeBron Flocker James too was whooping his ass as of right now. So <laughs> it's completely understood that Gucci would want to get up and walk out. He was on fire. Walk was killing shit. Now, as that is going down in Atlanta, two chains around that point in time that Plus is talking about is actually going to start. Giving himself a second chance, probably one of the biggest second chances that we have seen in rap, essentially, where he's separating himself completely from DTP. The things with Play a Circle are not really working out as of right now with Death Jam. And um, he wants to do a little bit of a rebrand. And that rebrand ends up working out very well for 2 Chains. We'll get to that very briefly. But about four years prior ends up being the area where we actually get introduced to Rick Ross. And for me, this becomes an area where I'm like 15 years old in South Florida. The Heat just win their first NBA championship. So it's pretty big out here. Uh, I'm probably living in Florida for when did I move here? Christmas 2003. So this is my uh, probably like my second two, two and a half years Two and a half years out in Florida. And at this point, you know, Pitbull is still a rapper. Flow Rider is on his way. Poe Boy is really making noise. Briscoe has one of the craziest Wayne features. And this is a point in time where Ross is starting to get a little bit 
of Heat uh, 99 Jams. He has the mixtape of the Port Miami prequel with DJ Khaled. And, and more than likely, if you have that mixtape or have heard that mixtape, you have heard it's the DJ Khaled doing Donna, Pig Dog, Pitbull, Terra Squadian, aka the Beat Novocaine, aka shitonniggas.com, aka Lit. Please keep in mind, Khaled was saying nigga in 2016 if you did not know this. But this is a really hot time for Miami rap. And Ross ends up being at the big forefront of this. Not only with the part of Miami mixtape, but Khaled drops Listen, uh, the album, which is not available anywhere in streaming as of right now. Man, it's frustrating. It's very difficult to be able to play Born and Raised. He might have that on some type of weird compilation project if you find it on Tidal, if you find it on Spotify. Uh, but those end up being some of his first uh, verses before you actually do get Port of Miami. And the uh, I think around this time, around I think around this time that summer in 2006. So now as that is happening, you get the next few years of different renditions of Ross. You get the 2006 version uh, that I think a lot of people really still love to the point where he wanted to actually make a sequel to Port of Miami. Then you get the area in 2008 where he starts doing everything with Trilla and Trilla takes a little bit of time to actually come out and he's hyping up the Jay-Z verse on probably on YouTube at that point in time because there's no big social media sites on on online in 2008 as of yet. The greatest or one of the greatest Rick Ross interviews, hell, if, if not the greatest Rick Ross interview happened um, during the run up to Trilla. It was in the Trilla press run with Ed Magic TV. I, I suggest anybody YouTube. It's an instant classic. It's a classic. Do you have any quote? You have any quotes from that interview? Did we, did we get any of the theatrical Ross quotes out of that? Oh my God! There's a there's a hundred. Um, there's one <laughs> that he says, um, you know, where he came from. He used to eat mayonnaise sandwiches. <laughs> what trees on the roof? Um, there's, I mean, it's so much prophecy in there. There's something about, you know, shout the Diddy. You know, I need a that's a Ciroc plug. Shout the Diddy, and this is what? like for the partnership. Yeah. And then there's um. Oh, the, the, the one of the funniest lines in the whole interview is, "I'm trying to have ten Burger Kings laugh at niggas." Obviously, the Burger Kings were the wing stops or the rallies, however you look at it. The rally slash checkers, yeah, which I'm yeah. not, I'm not touching, unfortunately, Ross. But it ended up looking good in in, in the buyback the block video, I will say for sure. I've never had a big Buford. I've never, I never, I haven't. Eight, Never eight. had a big beef. Have I had a? I don't think so. Usually in in my checkers days, which are days that I'm not very proud of. Uh, because those came, those came with certain things before we would actually go to Checkers. I would probably get some type of chicken sandwich. Same, I was same. staying away from fish. I was staying away from Big Buford's. It was more than like like it was more than like like one of those 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 uh, two dollar chicken sandwiches. Yeah, the fries are great, but I have no reason to pull it. Now, as that happens with two thousand eight, then we get the fifty beef. Oh yeah, which ends up being. I mean, it's it's it was kind of like a tug of war because. As much as I, I loved, loved, loved G-Unit, then he was going up against Ross, and then Ross was just barring him up so crazy to the point where he had to to show uh, uh, to show T in the film, and then he's singing about it. It was it was fairly difficult. But then 50 was not only whooping Ross's ass, he was whooping Khaled's ass. He was whooping Fat Joe's ass. Yeah. So it ended up being a little bit more of a different uh, uh, thing outside of Ross. But Ross was still giving a lot more better bars and and more specifically a lot more better albums, unfortunately, than, than 50 Cent did. And then you get the iconic run from 2010 going into 2013 and then what we actually have today in Rick Ross. 
does he get to that level without going through the fire with 50? Um, that actually is a very good question. I don't, I don't think so. Same. I don't I think really so. Don't. I think you have to go through something really to, to get to that level sometimes, you know, now it's not always the case, but, um, something has to happen and something had to happen for, for Ross to like transform into one of the, the, the genres elite, you know? And that happened like right as, you know, deep in the rap dropped and that next year, 2010, he just took over. I started thinking things were going to slow up when I started seeing a, um, I believe it was a Trapaholics mixtape. And the title for the Trapaholics, it was a Rick Ross mixtape. Okay. Um, they usually used to do artist mixtapes, but the title was Poe Boy or Poe Po, And it had Rick Ross half in a suit and then half in a police uniform. And I said, oh, no, this is going to end. This is not going to end very well. It looked but then dark. once I heard, once I heard, um, what did he spit? Once I heard Valley of Death, that verse on Valley of Death, I was like, oh, all right. All right, cool. I'm about it. We said, I'll shovel shit. I'll see you. So we can all buy our heads over to Meatloaf. I was like, all right. Why not? Sure. So, so then with that comes Diddy writing for Diddy. Damn near trying to morph into the Notorious B.I.G. on Angels. Uh, oh, wow. That verse was epic. A very, a very, I, I, I would say 2010. Ross's 2010 is probably one of the best year runs in rap. Shit, that hard in the paint freestyle. That was hard. No pun intended. <laughs> yep, that he hopped on. He hopped on. Oh, let's do it. Him being with Diddy made such a big difference. Not only just, not only for Rick Ross's perspective, but for Diddy's perspective as well, because he really hung on to a lot of that style of. Uh, when he was on, uh, what did he do? Last Train of Paris. Last Train of Paris. When he was grunting throughout Last Train of Paris, I'm like, oh, okay, you must really like the Ross vibe. But Ross had opportunities to write verses for Diddy in between that time. So now you have Diddy hopping on remixes. He hops on Hello, Good Morning and does that remix. And you get a whole lot of epic stuff from Ross as <laughs> he's looking to the other side of Def Jam and he's seen Jeezy struggling to put out uh, TM103, and that's where we get one of his uh, one of his better quotes again. And honestly, Ross Ascension, which I was about to say, it, it also coincides with you know the confusion surrounding why Jeezy, you know, could, the delay. Let's just say the delay around 103, hmm. uh, Wayne's bid in New York, and yep. Ti's second. Either I think it's Ti's second bid. Ti after doing his first bid, then. Feeling like he was free at a certain point in time, then gets caught with guns again, drops no mercy, and now is gone once again. I re- I really wonder what would have happened to Ti at that point in time if he actually stayed and did his just year and a day, and then just cleared it after that. I think there would be you you would see Ti probably that that run would be extended probably well into the late twenty tens. Mm-hmm. Kind of like it it he focused more on the TV and other other uh, ventures after that. Like, no mediocre. I felt like no me- like no mediocre about the money's around the same time, right? Yeah, like 2014. Yeah, after that he just kind of like you know fell back. I knew things were in trouble when I when I heard the the hook with Chris Brown and he says hello out there can you help? I'm like oh no it's over. The No Mercy album covers just like him looking down like I yeah it's like fuck. I fucked up. I'm if sorry. you look at the No Mercy cover, it's just him like, ah, oh, shit. I know. <laughs> He's like, I know. And he, and he, <laughs> is that what he's just saying? <laughs> Instead of No Mercy, it'd just be I know with a period at the end. That would have been a, be- a way better alternate title. 
But then he, but then he tried to, but then he tried to to, to get to get hype on certain songs. Then he had pound bottles with early 2010 Drake, which is still a very awkward listen uh, to jump into from certain points in time. If you actually are jumping into Drake versus um, outside of things like 9 a.m. in Dallas and mm-hmm. and the things that he is accustomed for in 2010, you kind of get the awkward ones uh, with that "Lose My Mind" remix. You get the ones with popping bottles where it just sounds like dated Drake. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of yes. <laughs> uh, flow the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I like them hoes? Uh, kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. And I'm like, huh? Imagine imagine him saying that in, in 2020. We're getting a whole verse. We get songs dedicated to women at this point in time. Yeah, I, I think Drake was trying to find his way through misogyny in hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> through misogyny. <laughs> So now Ross, he continues to do that. You get Mastermind and you get that back uh, portion of albums uh, that have plenty of good music on there, I won't lie. But but I would say uh, the the biggest piece of where we're going to eat with the verses tonight is going to be around, I would say that 2009, 2010, going up to probably like that that Mastermind point in time. The, the word we're, we're overusing ever since the verses, uh, you know, IG post dropped is just in favor of Ross's catalog. Like we're just thinking of just the sheer amount of songs we can pick out of Ross's catalog, whether it's from his discography, whether it's like you said, from Khaled, his features, mm-hmm. it, it just, it, it seems like it's a little, just uh, too much for Tit, but Tit's features too, especially that initial run in 2012. I mean, it's a, it's a time capsule of sorts now, but it was, them shits were hidden in 2012. Exactly. And, and the good thing I will say about two changes that, is that he doesn't really shy away from his discography before he actually made the full transition in, in into two chains and like that 2011 period where he actually took Titty Boy out of his mixtape covers and started using it 100 because Cody and Cowboy still referred to as Titty Boy. Travis Bailey yeah. too, you still get him as Titty Boy. So I don't know how many of those we are actually going to get. Pre two thousand eleven, I'd say anything player circle, especially Devil Bag Boy, is is fair game, and that will more than likely be the one thing that he uses out of player circle. But when it comes to performances, he seems to be fairly comfortable in going into that bag and playing things like a like a fuck the roof, like a boo, cowboy, spend it, things like that. If we get those selections, yeah, I I think you know people going forward can take notes from Snoop and how he kind of play to his strengths. I mean, you know, Doggy Style and Chronic are like the, you know, the peak of his catalog. So, you know, he kind of stayed around those two albums for the most part. Stay around, you know, Cody and Cowboy, True Religion and Boats. I'm still a little bit upset. I'm still a little bit upset with Snoop, but anyway. About what though? The the fifth the fifteen doggy style tracks. I mean <laughs> it's kinda like it's kinda like it's kinda like 2K when you know you're hitting that three in that corner <laughs> each point in time. And DMX is like, come on, bro, you're gonna hit the same three? And he was like, hey, you, you got to stop it. You got to stop it. I'm going to just keep shooting it. So you're saying Snoop was playing like a little brother or cousin? <laughs> like, and was hitting dog, it was hitting doggy style tracks. <laughs> I'm like, come on, bro. We can't get We can't get it blows my mind one time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he left everything out there. I think post like post beautiful post drop it like that. We didn't get anything blue carpet treatment. Great album, too. We got one song off RNG. We got. Well, obviously nothing off ego tripping, and then yeah. anything after that um, didn't really get too much portions of it. It's fifteen doggy style tracks. You got lay low, uh, down for my niggas. What else? Yep. Uh, uh, 
the random uh song I love. Well, no, it wasn't I love it. Was oh, it? uh, the, yeah, 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 the East Side of song. Yes, I heard Janae was crit walking on Instagram. I should have done the Instagram feed. Should have um, did it. Damn. See, that's, see, that's that's the one thing that comes with the Apple TV feed. You don't get you don't get. Uh, well, you do get comments, but you don't get the comments that actually end up getting screenshotted and memed uh, the day after. I just can't deal with, with, with Instagram's feed. Yeah, the feed is just, I mean, on web, it's a little bit better, but still, it's not, it's just not as enjoyable as it is on Apple Music. Now, as we get, and, and speaking of speaking of Apple Music, streaming finally got a an actual copy of True Religion, uh, his big 2011 mixtape. One of the biggest things that actually ended up setting him up to which, which is one of my earliest memories and one of my best memories of Two Chains, his SOB's performance. Wow, in that New York was, City. That was yeah, that was around that time for sure. Yeah, and that was when those SOB performances were kind of like okay, it was like the a bidding war in the back. You know, everybody would show up that had a checkbook, and mm -hmm. it was like you know it was like um, your moment that you arrived kind of back then. It would what it was looked like. I, I always think back to Drake's SOB performance and how Leo was backstage and how everybody else were there and. Kind of like a, a crowning moment, no? Yeah, you hear you hear him play. You hear him play. Got one, and it ends up being an area where, you're like, okay, this is a big southern act. You don't know how it's really going to go over in New York City, which at that point in time in 2011, I mean, we, we still see portions of it where um, you kind of want to stay a little bit more New York centric. Although, although stations like say a Hot 97 or a Power 105, they get certain critiques of um, playing a little bit more towards the south than listeners would like to listen to you still kind of uh, raise an eyebrow and and want to see how this type of act and this type of rap goes over in new york city and you play got one it, it fucking blew the roof off yeah i think you know at that point we, we started to realize you don't have to put uh jada kiss and fab on every new on every down south record that makes it up top you know there yeah. was one point like what the wipe me down remix had jim jones jada kiss <laughs> It was like, yo, you, to make it past the New Jersey Turnpike, you got to put somebody on these records. I think even New Yorkers got tired of that. You know, they were like, all right, yo, just give us the fucking record. We don't care about, you know, putting our, our rapper, rappers on it. We will still try to salvage our own style and make our own style of what we have up here. We don't need to mm -hmm. throw New York rappers on everything down south. And they started to feel guys like 2 Chains and Future just off the merits of their, you know. Their, their body work alone. So thankfully, because of that, you start seeing on, on streaming, I think he ended up taking down, uh, which one did he end up taking down? He ended up taking down Codeine Cowboy. It originally had, uh, I think it had techniques on it. It was a scream. I can't remember, but he ended up taking down Codeine Cowboy and actually put up a version without a DJ on it. The version of True Religion that you'll see on streaming right now has no DJ drama. So it's a completely DJ free version of true religion which is nice i kind of want i kind of like staying dj as opposed to no dj there's only a few mixtapes that i will 100 do no dj and the one that will always come to mind is migos yrn i cannot <laughs> i cannot do the djs How just a busy ass tape with everybody on there's there's definitely three I, I'm, I'm sorry scream i'm sorry uh was, was Darrell? no no it wasn't Darrell at the point in time I think Corey B was on there for sure. Corey B was on there, and Corey B's drop is is literally is literally like forty decibels, and then Scream is yelling on it. Was that that one? It was like uh, it was that one, and then it was Corey B, motherfucker, and it's just and it's just screaming completely over Quavo, and I I really just want to hear FEMA. I don't want to I don't want to hear. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I'm going to say the most annoying and slash entertaining drops ever on a mixtape got to be like the Trapaholics and DJ Rail on the Gucci tapes. <laughs> the Rail, like, I didn't like the Rail, I didn't like the Rail drops. The DJ Rail sounded like it, was, it came out of a fun house. Like, <laughs> DJ Rail, like, where is that coming from? <laughs> That's the early Rail. I'm talking about the DJ, DJ. Yeah. Motherfucking rail, fucking rail. Like, yo, how do you how you like you put the microphone on a corner and just he records a two block <laughs> from the corner? <laughs> but then Travel Holly's drops was whooping his ass. You had you had all those all those Will Chamberlain tapes was like Travel Holly's dropping new drop after new drop after new drop, and it ends up like being things that are like mean too. right now. And it, they're early Travel drops, not like the damn son, where'd you find this? Because yeah, that's, exactly. Uh, that's Eric Edwards, who was you know who's the voice of Hot ninety seven and Power one hundred six in L A. But um, you know, this like yeah, he, that, that, the same guy who does a damn son. He's the uh, voice of Hot in uh, New York and Power in L A. I did not know that. I know a couple of people try and claim like, yeah, I'm the I'm the guy that does damn son. Where'd you find this? No, and then you had to make a love vid. I was like, what the fuck? Then there was that. It, it was that. It was another random guy that jumped on YouTube and, and tried to do it. Yeah, that shit is fugazi as hell. Like that's not him. It's Eric Edwards for sure. That's the that's the voice of the damn son. Where'd you find this? That's that's Eric Edwards all day and tomorrow. But the early ones we're talking about is the Travelholics biatch. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the and then the this is trap music. Or was it? Or was it? This is trap music, you bitch, or so or so, or something like that. Yeah. And then like, there was the bitch you can't about. find this on the internet. Oh my gosh. And of course, you know, just one of the also all time annoying drops, the Empire. Oh, the Empire! I always, I'll always remember the Empire for pissing off Lil Wayne so bad because they had the whole Carter Three and leaked it and did not give a single damn. Thank God, because we may have never heard those songs. Exactly. They, they, they took, they took the entire portion. That tape blew up so crazy that Wayne had to take five songs off those tapes and create his own EP, and then did gossip at the B at the uh, BT Awards. And you'd think after Lil Wayne got, I forgot what, what publication that he actually said this in and was pretty pissed that the Empire found this CD in a recording session or whatever they did and leaked all of it and did uh, Drought is Over Part 2. They did it again and then tried to add Jada Kiss to the other half and did a Part 3. I said, oh, you're going to piss them off some more because that ends up having Pray to the Lord on it. It has uh, oh, what was, was on there. there. It was like, damn it. you come for me on there? Uh no no when they come for me then they did it again with part four part and then four. put when they come for me on it yo the mixtape game in that point in time was a dirty game what was eat you alive was that five or six that was six oh my god that, and that's the end of that's like that was like two weeks after drought three no 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 not uh drought three dedication three yep yep when we first heard Drake and, and a lot of Nicki but really exactly Drake on D three and D three was kind of shitty to me but whatever. D3, I feel like if I jumped into D3 right now, I'm skipping a lot, but I'm going to... What do I go to if I look? Obviously, there's Dick Pleaser on here. What Classic. do I play if I... Uh, nah, not She's a Rider. Oh, no, so yeah, Nick, Nicky was on here on Auto-Tune. the Carter documentary where he's like... <laughs> with him and Gutta Gutta. Oh, with, with the, uh, Demolition? Is that, on, is that on D3? Is that on D3 or is that on something else? I think Gutta Gutta stole that for his mixtape, and I definitely deleted the rest of the mixtape and just kept Demolition One and Two. Oh yeah, it is on Gutta Land, isn't it? When he was singing about when he was uh uh singing about Auto Tune with, with, with Pepto Bismol. Yes. Yes, that is on Guttaville. Oh my God. I will only have two songs out of Guttaville there, Demolition One and Two. Oh my God. Yeah, that's Guttaville. Yeah. 
But now back to two changes mixtape catalog. If we want to start comparing discography compared to Ross, you have True Religion. He drops his debut in 2012, which ends up being fairly big. Virgil Virgil Abo does, does his album cover as he raps on Atlanta shit. Uh, big Def Jam release because this is now some big money going into Two Chains. Uh, I'm looking through this. Do I count a lot that is going to be played tonight? Let's see. There's one, two, three, four. Okay, which 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 songs here? I got no lies going to get played tonight. Yep. Uh, birthday song is going to get yep. played tonight for crack, whatever. I think crack deserves a play, maybe. Crack might get played. I think. I I think I'm different. Still gets played tonight. Yep. Um, I I I just like like I just like extremely blessed. I I can't I can't I can't put down my radio killer chain. I just can't. <laughs> My radio killer chain, it might have been tucked in the closet for a little bit, but it still shines from time to time when it's time. Yo, Mike Posner made this album? Mike Posner. What is he? Well, actually, yeah, we just saw him walk across America. Oh, my gosh. Scarface is on here. Chris Brown's on here. 2011 Chris Brown. Still not too far removed from a lot of the idiocy, but still kind of deep. In it. Well, 2011 Chris Brown, you get fame and fortune. So yeah, he would have made, really made, good he year made the regular if it was, you know, 2012 or 13. Yeah, 2011 Chris Brown is like that. Come on, fellas. And then just, you know, hits a couple dances, samples SWV, <laughs> and everything starts end up, and gets a, a crazy Buster Rhymes verse and ends up uh, ends up going well at the end. But based on the true story, I feel like gets some good burn. I feel like based on the true story, gets some good burn tonight. Part two, yeah. me time, I don't know. Um, you could play. Four, uh, I don't know. I don't think you play four tonight. No, I actually don't think you play four tonight. You get you play used two tonight. If you really want, I really hope Two Chains does not go down the hey, let's compare Drake features bag and play I do it. Oh God, no! I don't want to because Ross is going to whoop his ass. Yeah, it's unfair. He has you know like what three to four to five records just off the top of my head that trumps that one. Anything I, I saw people saying, I saw people saying, oh well, no lies an automatic point. Ross plays Free Spirit with Drake. No lies out of here. Yeah, I'm not so sure about no lie being an automatic point. I think I think I think Ross is gonna take a look at the biggest hits out of Two Chains, and truthfully, I feel like Two Chains is ta- taking a look at the biggest hits out of Two Chains, and you're gonna start seeing what he can come combat these features with. Because the only really big critique that I see out of of Ross is the commentary that he's gonna end up playing verses from songs that he might not have been the biggest highlight out of, which could be some Khaled records. If you really want to say it, it could be I'm on one. But I'm on one is still going to get played, and it's still going to get Ross a point. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's definitely – I mean, that, that second verse on there, he he held his own on that song. You know? Burning Purple Flowers is hurting your chest? You think, I can't, you think I can't give a point to that? Come on, man. Like that that right there, like Ross is actually good at batting second on a posse cut. Yeah, he doesn't I, have to I'm be so last. Hood. I'm so hood, you know? Mm-hmm. That was a great verse. I mean, Plaz is obvious, obviously the star on that song, but Ross, Ross held his own on I'm So Hood. And I have a take on Plies after we actually compare discographies that I that I'm going to ask personally, personally ask Swiss Beats and Timberland for. Okay. But after you get 2013, when you get Boats 2, I think only two songs come out of that out of the how much is on here? 17 is not really that much that you play out of that. Free bass. I wow. like this mixtape. I don't know if you play anything from Freebase in this 20. You get the wow. Real University mixtape, which is another one with, with, with Bankroll and Schooly. I love that mixtape. I don't know if he digs into this bag. 
And then from here in 2016, you get a couple of mixtapes that just end up being what is the remnants of Pretty Girls Likes Trap Music, which an album that I did enjoy, but that is really the bones of Kylie Grove, Daniel Sun, Felt Like Happen, Hibachi, and Trap of Belly 3. All that mixing. Daniel Sun with the Daniel Sun, the Necklace Don. Daniel Sun, the Necklace Don. And he's doing karate in the intro. It has big amount on here. Um, why is it only so complete out? What am I saying? No, I don't think I'm missing anything out of here. One Yeezy Boots on here, big amounts on here. Ounces back is on here. I have not revisited Daniel Sun the Necklace Don in a very long time. Felt like capping. This had the original motherfucking ride on it. Mm-hmm. Before he put that on Collie Grove. Collie Grove has Collie Grove, I would say, has a couple records that I'd like to hear. Motherfucking right. I don't know if he plays motherfucking right tonight, but you have not invited on here. You have a hundred joints on here. And I probably say those are the two. I, I would like to hear motherfucking right. I, I thought about it. I, I like motherfucking right. But um that that one right there, the Daniel Sun necklace on, I think Big Amount, that would be the best Drake feature that he has. I'm telling you, he uh, as much as big of a, re- a record it is, as much of a big of a Drake feature it is at that point in time where Drake is still uh, uh, not shaking off a lot of the beef that's going on with, with Dream Traces and Meat Mill as of yet. I don't know if he wants to play. Let's let's play Drake records. I, I I'm just not positive as of yet. Yeah, it's it's unfair in in Ross's direction. Like it, Ross has way too many, you know, lamb, you know, important Drake records. Mm-hmm. Now, pretty girls like trap music. You can play plenty of songs off this. I feel like good drink gets played. Um, Four AM now. It's uh, a vibe. Um, it, it feels like in these verses, not everybody is going into their R and B bag after the after they saw uh, after they saw Fab get demolished. I don't think anybody is really comfortable in getting in getting into their R and B bag. But if you did want to play an R and B bag, two chains vibes. I feel like it's vibe gets played. Yeah, and I, I think Good Drink is you know even kind of a chill song for verses. Even though I would I would like to hear it, I think you know I, I'm almost inclined to say he has to play Good Drink. You know, now the part that is, uh, do I want to say a black eye on this? I am not positive. But before this, you get the play. Don't care who it makes. The EP, which has Lamborghini truck. I love Lamborghini truck. Um, don't play Land of the Freaks. Don't play Proud. Don't care. Okay, bitch. I don't want to hear a single record from rapper Go to the League. Does anybody <laughs> share my sentiments? I, I, I literally, I, I know this is. It sounds like it sounds facetious. It sounds like hyperbole. I don't want to hear a single record off rapper Go. To the League. Uh, you know what? I would like to hear the beat. That was in one of the memes when LeBron and two gentlemen <laughs> studio. I like that. That's what I'd like to hear instead of any anything off a of rapper go to the league. And it was like it was served up to us as such a serious album. Like even on the artwork, it says fifth studio album, which might be a first. I don't think I've ever seen anybody like on the actual artwork. Of course, we've seen a sticker that may say, you know, this is the end studio album, but like mm-hmm. on the fucking artwork, do we have to know it's the fifth studio album? It's not that big of a landmark, man. It's, is number five, possibly for two chain. It's so it sounds so slanderous, but I think I think it's a point in time that maybe he did not even think that there was going to be a fifth studio album. In that in that case, then okay. But dog, like yo, I, I salute him because he worked hard to get that fifth studio album. But it's just funny to me to see it on the cover. Like okay, all right. The best thing about yeah. rapper go to the league is the Atlanta label jackets, which I probably am never going to get. Yeah, that was the best thing to come out of that for sure. For sure, I think they've been great with merch, though. I gotta say that. 
Yeah, I think he asked for like 160 for the jacket. And I said, you know what? Love Atlanta, maybe not enough to have the face on the side of my arm. But, you know, if, if Techniques likes it enough, you know, hey, man, we're here. Can Techniques get me an Atlanta? Li- can Techniques? Get- I mean, I love street execs. You know what I mean? Had, uh, <laughs> I, had, I had a few buy and we sell in 15. <laughs> techniques can get if techniques can give me a tech. I love the I love the first Travis Porter mixtape. Techniques mixtape mastermind. Technique <laughs> DJ Technique mixtape mastermind. <laughs> Nigga, I'm ready, shout it. It's three minutes, and then can we win the game, dog? Can we win technique? These niggas think I won't fucking shoot up the party, nigga. Call me party pooper, shawty, nigga. Real talk, these niggas got me fucked up. I'll shoot this bitch up. Don't give a fuck about your mama, your dad, your sister, your buddy, nobody, nigga. These niggas out here, ego tripping, nigga. Real talk, nigga. One zero one fucking seven. Okay, if it come on, techniques, I can't, I can't get a jacket. Come on, man. Off that alone. Shit. I think I think that's why Gucci was mad. I, I didn't know lie. I think that if you hear an intro like that. Man, this nigga harder than me, son. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you go back to how do you go back to EA Sports Center after hearing after hearing that intro? Honestly. God, I I'd love to hear Gucci back in EA Sports in the form. From from what from the reviews that were coming from some icy summer, oh, and, and specifically from you actually, uh, you Josh J five played it, and uh, there were some enjoyable parts of so icy summer, right? I, I play seven six two God by Pooh Icy every day. I can't lie. There was one record that ended up almost blowing up my speakers. I forgot what it was, but I think it was a Pooh Icy record. Yeah, he's 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 about to be up out of here for sure. One, now once as, opens up. <laughs> now as much as that kind of. Well, not kind of. That ends up being the end of the road for Two Chains' albums. Now we got to play features, and I think Two Chains can jump into this and make this a battle based on features. I'm scrolling through this and I see a Super Freak. A Super Freak, I think, is end is something that ends up getting played tonight. It has to. That's a that's a that's an important verse for Two Chains. Like that was one of his verses that went word for word in the club. Like he's he doesn't play Super Freak t- tonight. He's doing himself a disservice. Can we say that's a Jeezy wash? I feel like I feel like you can say that's a Jeezy wash, right? Completely. Like he he dropped forty on his record. Do either Two Chains or Ross try and sneak out Ali Boumaye? Wow, that's a good question. I, I would say Two Chains because Two Chains leads that record off, right? Uh, he does. Yes, he yeah. does. I, I would say it, w- it would favor Tid, and actually, yeah, it's it's in Tid's uh, best interest to actually play that record more than Ross because Ross has so many. Like you know, Tid Tid could actually go for it, go for that record. There's rest in peace. Another Jeezy, a big Jeezy record that he can have. Bands of make her dance. How about that one? A uh, huge, huge record, and he ends up. I, I, I think that ends up being one of the stronger verses. I mean, obviously nobody's nobody's gonna say Juicy J had the hardest verse yeah. at that point in time. No disrespect to Juicy J at all. I love Rubber Band Business too and Blue Dreamer Lee. But it was a time. Yes, it was. Two Chains ends up taking off on that record. Very crazy, and that could be somewhere that he goes with that obviously everybody's gonna jump to mercy okay i mean un, 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 understandable i feel like you could play any raw song well i won't say any but you could there, there's a raw song that can get mercy out of here oh for sure yeah i don't i don't think mercy is an automatic point I, I i liked mercy but i never loved mercy like you know there was a certain section that like you know the, the same the same section that was on the floor at the same pablo tour mm. that loves mercy you know what i mean I, i'm just not of that of that section uh there's rich as fuck, Lil Wayne and Two Chains. Yeah. I don't know if that makes tonight. It it 
I, I would probably like to say as much as Wayne gets shitted on for his post Carter three uh, album discography, rich as fuck off. I'm not a human being Two was a pretty big radio record for him. I'd say really big radio record. Yeah. I would say one of, what was that? 14, 15 on, uh, oh, on, on, um, I'm not a human being Two. Yeah. And it was 2013. 13. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was one of the, the last big records he had, I would say. Uh, you have some songs from from 2009 Gucci or Pussy Rehab. Um, I don't think he gets into his pot bag. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if we hear to talk dirty tonight. Nah, I don't think we hear all gold everything tonight. No Bob getting played tonight. No, no Christina Aguilera getting played tonight. What big feet? What big features can really knock out a Ross record from a two chains perspective? Uh, change was on uh, change was on Rich Forever. Two records on Rich Forever. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? What else? He was on All Me with Drake. Now I don't that, know. That verse could happen. Yeah, I'm starting to look at it. Okay, maybe he can play Let's Play Drake. Maybe maybe it could be a couple good rounds of Let's Play Drake. What else? He was on Sacrifice. His sacrifice is not get played tonight. Um, I don't think he plays My Moment, even though that was like a huge New York radio. Oh, record. and he slapped Ludacris in the face? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if he plays. I don't play if he knows My Moment on uh, tonight. Because Ludacris will for sure be in the comments. And you're going to see the same face that Ludacris gave Nelly. So I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> if he does play. Oh, man. If he play, I, I won't lie. I won't lie. It might be automatic. It might be automatic round if he plays. If he plays Zip in a double cup. Yo, what yo no, you know another song I just thought of? What if he plays Hood Rich Radio? Hood Rich Radio? The song with him and Waka. Like Waka's like, I'm so fucking turned up on this hood. Hood shit. Oh yeah. wow. He was on that? Yep. Dollar sign my logo. Damn. I don't I don't I don't know if he I don't know if two chains gets into that deep of I don't yeah. know if two chains gets into that deep of a bag tonight. I don't see it happening. Now Ross features. Ross features. This is the one conversation that it kind of switches up at because as you bring up two changes hits, it gets a little bit outside of discography and more so in features. Ross is the actual polar opposite of that. But before we before we delve into Ross, you know, I just thought of a verse we're probably going to hear tonight. His no problem verse. No problem verse. Yeah, with chance. Oh no, no, absolutely not. We're going to hear it. I'm trying to tell you, we're going to hear it tonight. I hope I, I that 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 might be a point docked. I don't even know that. That might be a point docked. <laughs> if Chance the Rabbery just played tonight, does Ross have any chance records? Ross doesn't have any chance records, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think that might be a point docked. If you if you played that tonight, if you play that tonight, two chains, listen to me now, point docked. <laughs> right now. Now, if we get into Ross's bag, oh my, oh look at the hit, oh my god, I can't, I just 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 pressing Rick Ross and then clicking songs. I'm a boss. I'm so hood. They thought I had a lady. Come on. Off the corner. Come on, man. Uh, Oh, let's do it. We will for sure 100% not hear you don't even know tonight. Man, we will never hear that. (laughs) (laughs) We will not hear that verse in life again. We will never hear that. Um, Hello, good morning, Remix. What do you you do when you hear hello, good morning, Remix? Like, what does 2Change play with that? I don't. I don't even know what happens. Like, I mean, I I, I kind of like that verse for sure, but I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't we know won't what. hear this tonight, but I will give an automatic five points if I hear. Okay, my Chevy sits so high up from <laughs> the flow. I feel like I'm an alien in a UFO. I go. 
Me, me up. I go. Come on, man. Do we have do we have to talk about the Florida the Florida Mount Rushmore on this? Born and raised. What are you gonna do if he plays born and raised? This is his first year. Oh my god. Is that the verse you like? I got road dogs doing that 20 to 20 to life. Try me and I'm gonna get 20 to 20 to night. This is early Ross. There's no album out. Please. There is no album out yet. You play Monster, what happens? Devil in a New Dress, what happens? Brown Paper Bag, Cash Flow. I'm here for Brown Paper Bag. I'm on one. He plays Fuck With Me, You Know I Got It, what happens? No New Friends, what happens? I'm dropping my phone. If he plays John with Lil Wayne, what happens? Yeah, still to this day, nobody's answered, why was he in the wheelchair? Was that a (laughs) shout out to the community? Because if so... Very, very solid. What was the science behind that? That's him. That's him trying to buy into the biggie bag, man. He saw He saw the cane. And he was like, nah, I got one better. <laughs> Just threw in the wheelchair. Up the Annie. Up the Annie. Angels plays. Ambition plays. Wow. Anything with. Well, I won't say anything with Carol City. Let me run that completely back. I'd say. Uh, with song and gunplay be like me on uh gunplay's out. If he plays Trap House Three, what happens? Uh, bag of money. Yo, I'm just I'm just scrolling through features. This I'm not even. If you were to look at my phone right now, if I were to screen share my phone, all the names that I just named, and this is the bar has not really got any bigger as of yet. Yo, Mark, I I got a question as far as the comments go on Instagram. Do you think Torch is gonna be in the comments? <laughs> oh no. Oh no! Do you think do you, uh, obviously whole slab has to be in the comments? <laughs> whole slab is he's, there. He's, he's working the Wi-Fi, so whole he has, he has to be in there. Hey, hold on, boss. We got the connection right. Yeah. <laughs> got the oh, then the right. comments bamming to our what the fuck? <laughs> Since starts sizzling up, the phone gets hot. Somebody, yo, Will Ross, like yo, somebody gonna make a, a Poyo tropical run? <laughs> <laughs> does, does he call it tropical? He called the try. He'll call it tropical. He'll, Call it Pollo Tropical. Yo, where's that Polo Tropical at? Get where me a fucking Troppy Chop. Yeah, we call that we call that Polo Tropical. Give me the tropical vegan route. one. Make sure you get the spicy Pollo Pollo. <laughs> now you got it, boss. And he's out of there. What else? Tupac. Uh, Tupac. Tupac. Be- I, 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 I don't know. I honestly don't think how people can say, well, you know, it's going to be close. I, uh, yeah, I can't I see know. it. I don't know. I think I think Tit should just say, you know, one of one of Ross's lines, like regardless of how it goes down, <laughs> it goes on. Okay, how do that plays? But I mean, we didn't even touch Rich Forever. Ross has to take off the shades if he does Rich Forever because every time he performed it when it came out, like he will always take off his shades and just connect with the crowd. <laughs> you know how funny it was when John oh, Legend did, did Rich Forever solo. I was dying laughing. <laughs> I hope you know this is what we call that. If if John Legend would have looked into the screen and then just gave a little side eye to Alicia Keys and looked dead in the screen, I think he knows what we call that. <laughs> All you pussy boys fall back. And then oh. let, let that be a shot at academics, that would have been woo. Wow. That that twitch later that night is gonna be spicy. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna be. He was gonna. He was gonna be so pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> all in all, I feel like we are down for a very good verses tonight. I, these are two artists that are very deep into their culture, specifically Miami, specifically in Atlanta, and both sides of the Florida Georgia line are going to go crazy tonight. 
I truly feel like album wise, feature wise, Ross has the advantage. And that's not even uh, I, I don't even think that's Florida bias. And maybe two chains even knows since he's putting up an Instagram that shows uh, a close amount of hits compared to what Ross has. And I'll also make a prediction tonight. I don't think Ross goes past God forgives. I don't. God forgives. I don't is 20. Well, you don't think he plays. Okay. So if he doesn't, if he doesn't go past that, we don't get anything off mastermind. So you don't get nobody, uh, which is another, was another uh, biggie embodiment. You don't get another, you don't get, uh, what's the record? You don't get thug cry tonight. I don't think he needs it. Yo, you don't get devil is a lie tonight. You don't get in vain tonight. Uh, walking on like, air so hard. Oh my god! Better records with Jay than Devil is a lie. I mean, better records with Wayne. Um, you don't think? He, uh, I was gonna say if he doesn't play Black Market, there's no color money. Yeah, and we don't get color money. I don't. I don't see that we're getting that. <laughs> I, I would die laughing if he played color. He died laughing if he played color. Obviously, he's not gonna do a second verse because those because those are now amended. Um, yeah. a bad future. Uh, I would I say a bad future record uh, with Dope. Um. Uh, it's okay. I won't say bad. I won't say bad. If you do rather you than me, there's no Santorini Greece. I don't know if he plays that in a battle anyway. Uh, obviously, no, no, no idols become rivals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please, I love you, nigga. <laughs> I hate how to come to this. <laughs> Yo, I got, I got, I got to play back rather you than me. And Port of Miami too. I mean, uh, I, uh this is a. I will. I will say I probably revisited this album one time, and that was it. So you don't get Act of Fool. You don't get Join with Summer Walker. You don't get Join with Swiss Beats. Um, uh, you don't get Gold Roses tonight. Rather you than me, honestly, is like the the actual like mode of which Ross the lane should he should be in right now. Like that's great. Like urban adult contemporary rap. You know adult what I mean? contemporary rap. It really is though. Like you know, Apple of My Eye is one of the strongest records. Like, I like that record better than the, uh, the first one he did with Raphael. Yeah, when he does the Sadiq feature, the Anthony Hamilton feature, the uh, CeeLo Green feature. Who else can he get at this point in time? Uh, who else? Who else? I mean, we, we could put John Legend in there. John Legend feature. Um, who do I want? You think it's a Music Soul Child feature? Can you imagine a Music Soul Child feature with, with Justice League? He's probably, <laughs> he would probably share some anecdote like, I had to sit in the back of the bus. You know, what I mean, he probably say something like something like really revealing from like ten years old on a music soul child feature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're gonna get we're gonna get a very introspective Ross with a music soul child feature. But who else? What's a good? He done Sadiq already. Uh, what's a good one? What's Yo, a good one? Like this, recently, this is before my career in radio, but like, I was working at DTLR in Richmond, <laughs> and music soul child had an in store, and after it was over, he blew our bathroom. But that has what? <laughs> And then, like, dip, like, blew the bed, like, he didn't give any forewarning? Nah, he just said, y'all got a bathroom? Oh, and no. He was it even a good bathroom? bathroom? Huh? Was it even a good bathroom? It was the employee bathroom, so, no, it was. Oh, <laughs> you blowing up the employee? He, he spray-painted NWO all over the bathroom. Oh, oh, no. I mean, I did see the eyes. Maybe just, oh, no, I'm not going to be. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be green. Who else can? Who else can we get for? Uh, who else can we get for an urban contemporary feature? I'm trying oh, to man, think. Who else? This is uh, would Ross and Fantasia work? <laughs> Imagine this area. Ah! On, 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 on. I mean, that could be a good. Uh, that could be a good um, sample. Yep. Who else? 
a good uh I, I just want a nice vibe. I mean he had Mariah Carey on Black Market, but then mm-hmm. was that before or after he was talking about I'll eat you with your legs up, front to back, <laughs> side to side, then I'll blow all in your butt. I was like, all right, you know what? <laughs> Yo, maybe, maybe I don't want this, Ross. Yo, real quick, which brings me back to another record from early, early on that we talked about recently. Oh, uh, let me hit you front to back. I was like, whoa. It's like me. I'm like, I'm like 15 here in this. I'm like, whoa. Ho. And yo, I wonder what's the genesis of the runners drop. Like, was some nigga in the studio drinking Sprite and he just went, ah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's a big, what's a bigger drop? That drop or <laughs> the kids, the kids don't know about that drop. The kids don't know about that drop. I'll say that, that. is throwback. Um, what else? What's another drop that's from that era? Oh my god! Now, now, racking my brain. Um, shit. Justice League, there's runners. There's a uh, drummable, drummable. Drum- that, that was a good one. I heard that on on uh, Amy Winehouse by by uh, by Future, and I was like, this is hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't think kids remember era before like producer tags because I think Shawty Red didn't have one at first. You know. Uh no, no. I think Jeezy yeah. just yelled "Shotty Red" on the track on that who that, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to think, what's a good pre? This is this is pre pre Metro Boomin. A a good pre Metro Boomin tag. Uh, I feel like Metro Boomin drops like three hard tags around like that 2013 time, and he starts switching through a lot of them, and then he gets new tags. And it's like, fuck, that ends up being the area where everybody has to have a fire tag. And then there was the kids tag, or everybody has a child, a child doing their tags. Oh my god, I remember, remember. Bloom, this nitty beat. Yep, yep. The, the original the original child tag from the where where is Nitty? Where is Nitty right now? Oh my god. Oh no. I just remember the ad the out the outro ad lives. Playmaker. This is a nitty beat. All right. Did Jazzy Faye have a drop? Um, no, but he just always stuck the sausage fingers into the camera and said Jazzy Finzel, like, you know, 8 million times. And we'll just be all in the videos. (laughs) Dancing. (laughs) Fizzle, fizzle, fizzle. I just remember him giving Sierra too deep of a look in that goodies video. I was like, hold on now. I said, hold on, brother. Whoa, 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 now. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Too much tip on your chip. Imagine, yo, imagine a record deal that says show enough at the top. Show enough. I mean, shit, 2004? I mean, if we had terms like crunk and B in, two, in 2004, I feel like show enough is, like, not too bad. Yo, give me a show enough chain, man. A show enough? That is that is nasty. You want to talk about that? a show enough chain? <laughs> Niggas talking about when show enough ran the city, man. Everybody ate. <laughs> did, did show enough run the city? I don't know. <laughs> if Sean Garrett came out tomorrow and was like, yeah, man, back in the day, Show enough ran Atlanta. I would have been like, all right, may, maybe maybe we need to fact check some things. Maybe we need to fact check some things. I just remember the 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 unfortunately the the bat the worst memory that I have is Jazzy Faye when he was feeling himself like really hard and him and CeeLo tried to drop an album. Yo, that coincided with my beginning of my career. So I'm coming into radio and then like, uh, there's this CeeLo and Jazzy song cap. I think it was on Capitol. It's like Happy hour, like hey girl, hey girl, hey girl, girl, let's go buy some drinks. I was like, all right, the fun. You can hear the white linen coming through the speaker. (laughs) That's that. Um, that that that's a Spice Adams record. That is for sure sure. Spice Adams type record. That's a Jimmy from LinkedIn type of record. (laughs) 
How do we get the producer drops? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just staring at this finals cover like, man, if Ross plays finals tonight, 2 chains has oh, nothing for it. If he plays box Chevy, there is nothing for box Chevy. I mean, I would just let it hear nine piece just to go back to that time. Oh, nine, we didn't even say nine piece. Dog, you know what I mean? Ashes to Ashes held its own, man. I don't think I should ever see streaming. What? Whoa, uh, there's there was an Aaliyah record that I know for oh, John Doe. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Balling yeah. on you bitches like I'm Ron Doe. <laughs> Come on now. He had um DA from Chester French killing a record. No, play your part sounds like another record that that escapes me right now and is bothering me. Just play your part. It sounds like play your part. Uh, figure it out and it's gonna be like, oh, that's what it was. If you just play your part, if he plays a a, a really good, I, I like I like Wally's run in 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 MMG because if he plays that way tonight, another big record with him, Ross Jeremiah. Yo, she crazy after like she you crazy know, like, like ten thirty at night pulling into a Wawa makes you really reflect. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Was that is that the one where you where you ride where you ride down and try to make it look like you're in a music video? You got you got to look out the window, but yep. you know you exactly you guys the road too long, but yeah, for sure. A record that will never see the light of day because of um, events, hashtag events and hashtag uncles. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe one, maybe one day. I feel like he might have tried. He might have tried to front for how how long ago did uh, Aaliyah come out? Two thousand. Uh, the self titled album was two thousand one. Yeah, he might have tried to front for twenty years. I think that money's drying up. Come on, bro. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, come in and get some of this Spotify money. They're throwing it away. I think it's happening too. I think they're about to put it up there. Please, I need, I need that immediately. Come on, background. Josh had given us a, a little, a little bit of a hint that it's on the way. But if they're gonna do that, don't block the rest of Blackground. Like JoJo's been begging for her two albums for like a decade. Please give her back her album so she doesn't have to re-record the albums. Uh, Timberland's first three, three, three albums. I can't find up dump the boogie nowhere on DSPs, man. Yeah, it's not on. It's not on streaming. That ends up getting uh released if they do a black ground deal. Uh, Tank's first album was on black ground. Mm-hmm. Yep, the Romeo Must Die soundtrack. Romeo Must Die soundtrack was on black ground. Once DMX played "Come Back in One Piece" tonight, I'm like, you know, you you know for a fact this isn't going on any playlist, right? Because this is not on streaming. <laughs> Uh, what else? What else was black? I think that's mainly it. I, I always remember JoJo, Timbaland, Aaliyah. Um, oh, the Buff Timbo era is on here. Shock value. But it was an Interscope release too, though. But so, yeah, yeah. I think I think Interscope. I think Interscope yeah, helped Shock, Shock value, value yeah, end yeah, up Shock getting value. on. Yeah. End up getting on to streaming as of right now, which very big album for me at 16 years old. I will say, but yeah, and hopefully Interscope diet. Let's be clear. An Interscope diet. Yeah, man. I mean, come on. Timbo was getting cut at one point. Dr. Dre. Oh yeah, obviously there was some type of like Interscope like diet. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. I'm just not gonna put it out there as a conspiracy theory. Just saying. I mean, at that point, Timberland was also on his own specific diet, and that is also the album where Justin Timberlake disses Prince. Kind of awkward. Uh, who is who is uh, Nelly Furtado dissing on that album again? Say it again. What the fuck was Justin Timberlake doing sometimes in the 2000s, man? Like, um, and did I? I, I, I it for future sex love sounds to be as big as it was. Uh, he really started feeling himself dissing Prince. He really started feeling himself dissing Prince, and that was when Timbo dissing Scott Storch. Uh, who did he have? Who did he have in the background of that video? Also dissing Scott Storch. Uh, was it a DOE? Yeah, was that DOE? Or- I think it was DOE, <laughs> and that was the muscle in the background. Oh my god, it was a Sebastian too. 
uh, was it Sebastian? I can't remember. I just remember them having a, a, a Piano Man video on YouTube, and they were dissing Scott Storch, and I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm really young on the point in time, so I was like, oh, that's pretty funny, but then I can't remember if Nelly Furtado was dissing anybody oh. on that record. I don't think so. She was killing it with loose. I don't yeah. think she had. I don't think she had anybody to diss. But I'm then you had. If sexy never left and wise, everybody on my shit. It, it. Hey man, let's let's not forget about her. Get your freak on remix. Get 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 That is also not on streaming. Which ends up isn't that the birth of remix? Yeah, yeah. I want to say that's the beginning. That's the first one. They want dance. Get get. <laughs> what was that on uh tomb raider soundtrack wow i think it i think it was tomb raider when uh when angelina jolie got the role wow but again these are areas where we got completely off track from ross <laughs> it's gonna happen <laughs> and tuche <laughs> when we uh, we ended up going to discographies and ended up going into areas of producer jobs i want to get back into that producer drop back because I, I know for a fact that there's something we're missing oh. fat boy has a good drop fat boy has a good drop Fat yeah, Fat Boy has a good drop. Uh, um, wow, um, wow, there's somebody. With- Lex Luger didn't have a good drop at early because all the only thing that you heard. Well, actually, no, he had that nigga Lex Luger. Yeah, he had, yeah, yeah he had that early. But was that the beginning? Like, I think like his his initial drop was like the. Once you heard that, you're like, oh fuck, Lex Luger's about to kill this. It's him. Yeah, it's him. And then you got that nigga Lex, and then he had the Lex Luger when Ju- when Juicy uh, when Juicy J was using it, and then obviously he had no drop on um, Watch the Throne because how dare he try and put a drop on uh, Jay Z and the Kanye West? You got like Honorable C Note. You got that. You got Honorable C Note is a good drop. You got uh, you got Nard and B. <laughs> Nard and B. Narden B has a Narden B has a girl. Uh, every, every the the song that I think of immediately when I think of Narden B is "All That Money" by Young Dro. Wow, that is a classic throwback. I was I was thinking, well, didn't they do they do ring uh, ring ring? I think they did. Yeah. Wow. Damn, yo, there, there's, there's some good drops around that time. It's sure. always gonna be all. It's always gonna be all that money by Young Dro. Damn it, man. What what is that off of again? Uh, he was sitting on he was sitting on toxic waste. I am legend. Yeah, I am legend. Oh yeah, yeah I am legend. Oh my god! But yeah. that was a funny time in Atlanta because him in LA end up doing the black boy white boy swag and then end up getting mad when kids that this is actually intended for using black boy white boy and he go all oh, these niggas stealing our shit that Travis Porter. These niggas stealing us, and I was like, "Come on, guys! They're like eighteen years. We're like eighteen years old. Are you guys serious?" So now Travis Porter ends up laughing at a, a much older young Dro at that point in time. But yeah, I mean, still. for a guy who who referenced "Lean on Me" profusely, he's obviously <laughs> older. Than Travis Porter. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave this conversation with this. Versus tonight, eight p.m. Eastern. On Instagram, on Apple Music, be sure to check it out. Hopefully, the things that me and Plus have called for, we'll be able to see in these 20 songs tonight. I feel like it's going to be very respectful. Like a lot of these more recent verses uh, uh, have been, a lot of the verses in, in general are a lot more tailored and are not very heavy on just 
uh, what is the best word to describe this? A lot of the improv that was at the beginning of versus now clear down and clean down. Now they have the Apple bag. So that is something that I do look forward to a lot with these verses. But I do want one thing. We've knocked off. Let's see. We've knocked off two of the four of my Florida route Mount Rushmore on versus. Okay. T-Pain's already went. Ross yep. has went. Yep. I want plies on a versus. Who does Plies go up against? I want it to be somebody from Atlanta. Wow, who is that person? Uh, wow, who is the equivalent or comparable? I want Plies to face Jeezy. Who's comparable to Plies? Hold on, uh, Jeezy, right? I was thinking Jeezy, but I don't know if that's like you know that may be even. I and I don't Jeezy, know. I think I Jeezy know. takes himself too serious to do a versus with Plies, though. Take it too serious, or he's gonna, or he's gonna want somebody specifically. And- no, no, I want not, because you know I, I feel like. You know, oh, God. in my career, I said Nas, but Nas a real serious rapper, so I want to go up against him showing my respect for Nas. If there's anybody who hasn't heard that, please, please type in GZ Nas 2005 in YouTube, and you're gonna hear uh, who, who's he? Who's he? Uh, who's he with? Miss Jones he was on a station in Philly. He's like, does, does Nas oh, bust his gun? Does yeah, Nas his gun? <laughs> Shit, Nas say hit my dead. I say he's alive. He got a problem. Tell him go get at me. <laughs> Nas bust his gun. Might be one of the funniest things Jeezy ever said in his career. He said Nas bust his gun like gangs delicious. No, seriously. He said it like a CNN pundit, though. Like, <laughs> like, Nas bust his gun. He said it like he's Rush Limbaugh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want I want Plaza Base Jeezy. I'm not mad at that. I just think Jeezy takes himself a little too serious and he's gonna view Plies as not as a serious artist as himself, which I think he needs to tone down on the seriousness if that's the case. He's not going to get, he's not going to, I mean, if he wants Gucci, he's not going to get that. Nah, you don't want that. You Obviously, don't, he's not going to get that. Nah. He can't do T.I. because T.I. wants 50 and 50's not doing that. That's another thing. Yeah, they don't want to go up against each other because they're, they're buddy-buddy, so. Um, who can we, who can we get against Plies? Oh, man. See, like, I'm thinking now, I don't know who could be from Atlanta. Cause that's four. I will. I will say that that's four albums of Heat yeah. that are going yeah. to and and features. I will say years of features that you are going to put up. It's going to be hard to fight Plies and Twenty Records. Plies discography. Who could go up against Plies? Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. This will be interesting. I think both of these guys will be down for it. Plies up against Boosie. Oh wow, Palm Beach! Oh wow, Palm Beach will go crazy off that. You're gonna see, you're gonna see nothing but you're gonna see Tampa, you're gonna see Palm Beach, you're gonna see Lauderdale, you're gonna see Miami, and that, and and it won't, it won't be specifically for Plies. It will for sure be a 50-50 mixture. Yo, real quick, Mark, like Plies is like untouchable in Tampa. Like I've noticed that from afar and I've never been to Tampa. Like there's something about like Plies, like the rivers and Plies in Tampa is like it's different than other parts of Florida. I can't really speak on, on Tampa, but I do know that in, in Palm Beach, he really got a big amount of play, not only just club wise, but from just like people in school. Obviously, the iPod era, everybody had 30 gig classics. Plies was fairly heavy on that in that 2006 2007 time and this is before album this is 100 real thing when he had his mixtapes yeah uh that was heavy but then the two artists that end up dominating i would say palm beach at a certain point in time when it came to rap was boosie and wayne 
So as much as people loved pies and you can, I can literally name off club record after club record after club record that you can probably find an area in Palm Beach where they're still playing pie. I mean, obviously you can't do it now because coronavirus, but if they're, if they were open, you would be able to hear songs from 2008 in 2020. Um, it's difficult. I, I, I feel like it's difficult. There's a very big lineage of, uh, a lineage of people that were grown up uh, on Boosie. And now though that lineage has more than likely dealt with family members or probably kids of their own that are now huge fans of young boy, which ends up being a big derivative. Uh, 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 yep. Yeah. I agree because that's, I mean, that's bad and rude first of all, but the same hold, like I witnessed it because I lived it that, like, that Boosie had over people of my age. Like it was very pock like mm-hmm. that absolutely was going on right now with young kids with young boy. Like they swear by him. Like they don't care. They don't give a fuck about a radio record. By the time the the young boy single makes the radio, we're looked at like, oh y'all so late. But I mean, you know, he's not a radio artist. He's definitely YouTube king. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's that's their conscious music. And at that point for in sure. time, Boosie was a, a very big conscious artist for for young kids at that point in time. But then you had Wayne, who had those types of records and also had literally everything else going on in that 2006. 2007 period so i don't know but i do think that those two artists have a lot of respect for each other where they will be able to do and and as of right now i think they're two rappers that are pretty much in that same type of field and that's and why with, that's why i said that <laughs> yeah dealing with the comedy portions of the right now <laughs> that's so that good things Ply, plies and boosie yeah 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 i think so swiss and timbaland if you do take that uh i hope you have the 700 ready we 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 need that all day tomorrow, or at least give us the versus post game. Oh, versus post game, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you can give RNC Radio a versus post game, come on. Just tell, just tell, uh, just tell Tim Cook, hey, I got some, I got some kids that uh, might want to put on Apple TV. They're gonna be able to break it down post game for us. There, they're definitely people that you want to listen. And Tim will go, all right, well, you know, go ahead, and, uh, we'll give the TV to them after the after the game, and then you'll see all of us on cameras. Going crazy, as we won't go too crazy. We won't, we won't go too crazy. I promise. I promise, Tim. You, you know, one one of our guys, you know, that we that we uh, admire in, in in the uh, field of sports media, Stu Gotts, Um, he he kind of willed a thirty for thirty to happen with Mike and the Mad Dog, and I feel like he mm-hmm. didn't get the credit for it. So what <laughs> happened here? You know, poor Stu Lucy. Trust me, we're, we're going to come back to this, and we're going to make a, a big you know fuss about it. Our and own then, thirty, our own thirty for miss thirty for thirty on Plies versus Lucy. I I can make that happen. You know, we, we we need that. We need that. Well, on that note, plus, I love being able to have this conversation with you for our first time, more specifically our first ramen talk. I will say I think the itis is giving me music soul child eyes right now. <laughs> so we might have to sign off. But again, very big honor to be able to discuss this with somebody who I have the most respect for music wise, because I've said this. In portions, uh, in in times before, I feel like there are people um, that study music at this point that you start losing a little bit of it as music evolves and changes into different areas where consumption is a whole lot more and we get albums in in different ways. And now there's deaths of CDs and deaths of mixtapes. To be able to have these types of people and these types of mindsets in the music realm is something that I love. A whole lot so again love having to be able to have these conversations 
with people that love music as much as as much as we do at RNC. Bro, it was an honor and a pleasure, man. I, we have to do this more often. You know, we we talk music a lot, but we we definitely should, you know, share these combos because I mean, I I think we we definitely have a you know a certain a certain affinity and a certain love for for music in a way that you know I think a lot of others do. So I enjoyed it thoroughly, brother. Anytime. Absolutely. Now, on that note, if you guys are not following the RNC Radio Live page, make sure to follow at RNC Radio Live on Instagram for all the latest and greatest in our playlists and podcasts. You will hear another Ramen Talk very soon. Who you'll be able to hear on it? You never know. Ramen Talk is a very fun grab bag of different conversations and different groups of people in general from the RNC Radio uh, team as well as the RNC Radio family. So you will find out who will be next with their bowl of ramen on the RNC radio feed. And on that note, we will see you next time.